0: And and so how many times have you heard, Zan, that you don't have to teach a kid to whine?
1: That's right. You, know, you, don't, you don't have, to, have teach to teach a kid to be selfish. To, no.
0: That's right. No, no. So so there's evidence that, you know, they come by those things naturally. And if they if that frustrates you, I'm gonna I don't know if you would agree, but I think we put the books away for a little bit and we teach oh, the heart.
1: Oh, we, I totally agree. Okay. totally agree
0: so without guilt right mom doesn't have to feel guilty if she didn't teach spelling that day because she had a character lesson spontaneously instead
1: hello everyone and welcome to the zan tyler podcast where our goal is to help you thrive in your homeschool journey Before we begin today's episode, I just want to remind you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen or watch, including YouTube, and leave us a review if the podcast has encouraged you. Leaving a review helps other homeschool parents like you find our podcast. And as always, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook for more content. Today, I'm excited to continue the second part of a two-part episode with Dr. Kathy Cook, author, speaker, and PhD in education. She's also the founder of Celebrate Kids. If you missed part one, you will want to make sure to go back and watch it. Today, I'm excited to finish our discussion about so many important educational topics, including the eight different ways our kids learn. So stay tuned. You will really be encouraged by today's episode.
2: When my family started our homeschooling journey, there were so many decisions to make. But one of our best decisions was choosing to use BJU Press Homeschool. I've never seen my kids so excited to get textbooks before. I'm amazed by how interesting and interactive the lessons are. My kids actually look forward to them. We use the online video lessons for all our courses, but I know some families choose to teach from the textbooks. What I love is that I can trust BJU Press to uphold our values. The Bible and biblical principles are woven throughout each subject. I'll admit, I was a bit nervous when I started homeschooling, but I've found a wonderful online community of other BJU Press homeschool families and consultants. The Homeschool Hub also makes my job easier. I can set up our schedules and rearrange them with just a few clicks. On the dashboard, I can see each of my kids' progress, and the assignments page shows me quickly what's ready for me to check or grade. I'm glad my son's biology assignments are automatically graded. BJU Press Homeschool has given us the tools and confidence to homeschool our children. For more information, do what I did and visit the BJU Press Homeschool website or talk with your local HomeWorks consultant.
1: You know, I wasn't planning on bringing this up, but. Something you said just triggered this memory. Um, you talked about, and, and I've been listening to podcasts, I've been reading your book, so you can tell me if this is <laughs> not in your book, but it was such a powerful statement. You talked about the way your parents raised you, and that when you took piano lessons, they didn't just sit there for the recital, they sat through while at home while you practiced. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't just the test at the end, they were watching you study or helping you study. Um, I just think that's a really powerful concept is the end product sometimes is important, but so is the process.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. When my parents were alive, they were asked often, my mom in particular, how did you do what you did? My brother has an earned PhD and a postdoctorate, world renowned for his field. Uh, More importantly, uh, a wonderful believer and husband, father, grandfather and brother to me.
1: And, and we were kid. raised
0: well. We were, yeah. and chemists. He's a he's yeah. a chemist who believes in Jesus, right? So it's it's pretty cool. And yeah, my parents sat in the room while we practiced. They took grandparents to the recitals. They, um, you know, paid for lessons, drove us to lessons. We both of us are very musical, and I'm grateful for that. We were both in athletics as well, and um, so they paid attention to the process. They didn't ask just about the test score. They asked if we had homework that night. Mm-hmm. And so the process leads to the product, right? And again, the what's what's cool about homeschooling is the process and the product are just all one. Like there's there's not the need for performance-based education Now in some states there's a little bit of that that you have to do but you don't have to get caught up in that and, and that's good because it it can short circuit the learning process when i was a professor as an example i only gave quizzes and an exam the first semester and i taught for seven years i never gave another quiz or exam i was very popular <laughs> my students <laughs> loved my classes but the reason i didn't test as a college professor was I didn't want them to learn how to teach a child how to read so that they could please me with a test score. I wanted them to listen to my lectures, to learn how to do it so that in two years when they had children, they could do it. And testing Mm -hmm. short circuits, Mm -hmm. the memory and the comprehension and everything. So that's another reason that, you know, homeschooling is wise. And we can build, you know, build character into everything that we do.
1: You know, I like that you say that because I think sometimes as parents, well, first of all, you know, you have so many people say why are you wasting your life on this you've got this degree go out and work earn some money you know so so there's that whole thing first about nurturing is a kingdom-building activity. I mean, it's vital to God's kingdom. But then there's the second thing that that, that nurturing is so important, but we feel like sometimes we're wasting our time. Like, I should be doing something. I should be cleaning up, or I should be getting lesson plans ready. But when you say sit with your children while they practice— I mean, that's really validating the process and validating what moms spend a lot of times doing, which is just being with their kids and helping them value the process, understand the process, navigate the process. And um, so I really, you know, that thought has been stuck in my mind overnight. And I thought, I Mm -hmm. I really want to talk about this because it is important. It is important for moms.
0: I, I appreciate that. It's why we listen to our children read. It's why we... Um, enjoy reading the papers they've written. We pay attention. But, you know, when we pay attention to process, when we're in the room with them and we're present, we pay attention to the process. We can correct mistakes so much quicker so they don't get cemented as right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we can affirm the strengths right away, which is a blessing and an encouragement and makes everybody have a much better day. So, again, it's one of the advantages of uh, homeschooling. And you can be, you know, watching the spaghetti water boil at the kitchen while you're listening to your kid read. Uh, moms are better at multitasking than any, you know, human on this the face of the planet. Amen to so that. That's there's, right. you know, there's much that you can do. It's you know, it's it, it's so good. It's so good.
1: One thing I want to talk to you about too is that character does matter particularly in this culture. So will you mm. just talk a little bit about character and culture and the impact that biblical character makes.
0: I'd be happy to, right? I I wrote the book now because I'm, like so many other people, really concerned about the fall in character. Um, I wrote a book about technology, and we know that technology causes children to think that they're the center of their own universe, and Hmm. they demand choice because technology gives them so many choices, and there's nothing wrong with giving kids choices, but if they're on a lot of devices, they think choices are right, and this is why they complain, and they argue, and they demand um, they think information will satisfy them because information's everywhere and that contributes to the dropout rate of, of both church faith and school and academics and so we're having a there's a culture there's a there's a character crisis in our culture and there's a cultural crisis because as you said there's there's just no agreement on right and wrong and and good and evil and all those kinds of things so it becomes a really messy situation and I think you know the subtitle of the book is that um, to raise kids with biblical character that changes culture. I didn't say raise kids with biblical character who change culture. I think it's character that allows the person to change culture because it's our integrity, it's our honesty, it's our thoroughness, it's our carefulness, it's our kindness, it's our love, it's our resiliency, it's our courage, it's our all of those things are going to give us the audience that we need, the consistency where we're not going to be bought by the highest bidder and now we change our mind because we want to be cool with this group. No, character is a solid, consistent engraving of you and you become known for that. And that is who I want to follow. And that is why I hope people would follow You know, both you and me.
1: Well, you know, one of the things that um, when you talk about this, it reminds me of a quote by Mother Teresa, and my listeners have heard me say this before. Um, Michael Mike Donnelly from HSLDA shared this with me for the first time, but it was life-changing. He said that after Mother Teresa won the Nobel Peace Prize, somebody asked her, so what do normal people do to contribute to world peace? We can't all be you. Uh-huh. And she said, go home and love your family. Yes. And I thought, oh boy, that's so powerful. And as you're talking mm-hmm. about this whole thing where you're loving your child enough to watch their character, I mean, y- you know, it's, you're changing the world, just like Mother Teresa said.
0: I love that you brought that up. What I've said to children is that when you're kind to your piano teacher, you just changed her day. Mm-hmm. She has a better day because you didn't frustrate her, that changes her culture. When you don't gossip and other kids do, when you don't cheat, when you don't take the cookie, you know, your mom's out of the kitchen and there are the cookies, but she asked you not to have any more because you've had enough and grandma's coming over. She wants to save some for grandma and you choose. It's always a choice to be obedient and not take the cookie. You feel better about yourself. That integrity matters. You relate better to your grandma when she comes over because you have no guilt and shame. No, your choices, cause your character, which changes the way that you view the world. It's absolutely essential. And it's why we've got to teach it, Zan. If I could just interject this idea, you know, we skill and drill the one, two, threes, and we skill and drill the ABCs, and we should. Those things are obviously really important. But then we mention a rule and expect compliance. No, it it can't be about obedience and rule following because now I'll be good if mommy's watching because I want the reward and I don't want to be punished. Mm. But character, a matter of the heart goes with me wherever I am, and it's what inspires, motivates, empowers me to be well and do well, even when no one is looking. And so we need to teach character because of the sin nature. God didn't intend for that to be ever a part of, of life, but it is. And and so how many times have you heard Zan, that you don't have to teach a kid to whine?
1: And that's right. You, know, you don't, you don't have, you have, have to teach a kid to be selfish.
0: To, that's you know. right. No, no. So so there's evidence that you know they come by those things naturally. And if they if that frustrates you. I'm going to I don't know if you would agree, but I think we put the books away for a little bit and we teach the heart. Oh, I
1: totally agree. Okay, totally agree.
0: So without guilt. Right. Mom doesn't have to feel guilty if she didn't teach spelling that day because she had a character lesson spontaneously instead
1: that's right as a matter of fact i always try to use these moments to thank our sponsor bju press homeschool because they have developed a curriculum that is so biblically centric It's the the bible is not just a bible verse thrown in here and there but it's this whole idea of weaving biblical teaching and character into math into language arts, discipling their children, your children, while they learn, and I'm so appreciative of that. And I'm also, we have consultants that you can find at our map um, homeschoolhelp.com/slash/map and find a consultant in your area who will tell you those things. You know, it's a curriculum that's designed to get your kids outside, to pay attention to their learning styles, and also to pay attention to their character. There's such a value in the BJU Press curriculum on character. So, you know, it really does help if you're using books, I believe, that reinforce what you want to teach them as christian parents so i just want that thank you dr kathy for that i just wanted to take that minute to thank our sponsor who makes this podcast possible
0: you don't want to be using books that contradict you that would be really foolish because now you have a lot of reteaching and re-explaining to do and when it's in the books then it's a natural fit and you're going to remember to do it and then kids maybe even take it more seriously because it's a part of a
1: book of that book of
0: a curriculum
1: right that's right You know, I'll share this experience with you while we're on this subject, but Joe and I spoke at the Global Home Education Conference in Russia in 2018, and um, there was a, 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 a patriarch in the Russian Orthodox Church. He was a father, pastor, preacher. I'm not sure exactly what the right name is, priest. And he stood up and he said, I'm a very old man. But from what I can see, I'm going to spend the last years of my life advocating for homeschooling because homeschooling, we have got to rebuild Russian families and Russian culture, which was decimated by communism. And he said, and the only way I can see for us to build strong families is to have families that are united and have common purpose. I mean, it was, and he said, the only way to have a strong culture is to have strong families and to have strong churches. And so it was really amazing. I mean, we've got to get over this notion that children are the mere creature of the state when it comes to education and that they are, are, you know, children own loan to us from God and they, they, their character will impact the culture. I think that's so important. For parents to know, otherwise, what we're doing is really in vain.
0: Yes, there's so much I could say. When, Please when we say celebrate. It. Well, well, I <laughs> so I agree. You know, I I want us to pray for um, public school personnel and school board members and the kids. You know, ninety percent of the mm-hmm. kids in our country are still there, so we're not talking about abandoning um, that system. That ninety percent is an estimate. Don't quote me on that. But the point is that the majority of our kids are still there, so it matters. Yeah. But, yeah, let's let's pull the kids. When we, I always say to a parent, if you're going to ask me if you should pull a child from the school they're in, you know the answer is yes. You wouldn't be asking if mm-hmm. pulling a child is right if you didn't see enough to make you concerned. And so what are you afraid of? What, what do you need in order to be confident? And then we teach them. We talk about, you know, unschooling for a while. We talk about all of the options they have. I've recommended to a lot of people, go to a homeschool convention before you homeschool. Mm -hmm. And just find out how many people do it. Let your kids find out. They won't be weird because look at all these other kids who do it. And, you know, walk around the exhibit hall and talk to, you know, um, other people who homeschool, who you happen to sit by in a room and and become more confident in it. But it matters greatly. It is um, the family unit matters. Um, God ordained the family before he ordained the church. Amen.
1: Amen. And
0: so bringing bringing the kids home and and moms and dads being involved and grandparents, it's just – and again, the sibling relationships can be so positive. It's just um, I've watched it, and it's it's life changing. And it is what we know from the evidence, right, Zan? How many high school, how many homeschool kids make it into the, you know, best colleges, best gap years, best you know careers, and they're going to succeed because of character, because of teachability, because of independent learning strategies, because they've learned um, unity, they've learned to serve, because so many homeschool families take time to serve. There's all those things that make it right.
1: You know, um, and 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 my listeners have heard this story too, but I think some of these things are worth revisiting. My middle son is an attorney. He was homeschooled through high school. He grew up in the state house with me. You know, lobbying for eight years, and then he ended up getting very involved. And in, you know, this the state and the senate page program at a state and federal level and you know it just became his love and so he's got four kids at their homeschooling he's never been in a public school classroom nor have they but he is now the chief legal counsel for the state department of education and oh. you know it's we do need believers who are filling that gap i mean the things that john is able to influence where he is amazes me and um, wow. so, so we want to be salt and light in our profession where God calls us to be. I just mm-hmm. think that in the culture we live in now, our children um, need to have some Christian culture at home before they're oh, exposed yeah. to so much of what's going on in the world.
0: Oh, totally. They, they have to be discipled, which, again, is an advantage of having them at home. And, and I would say that homeschoolers have a responsibility to make sure that that's happening to teach Bible, but don't teach it like you teach spelling. Um, don't mm-hmm. assume that just having your kids schooled at home is gonna necessarily radically transform their understanding That's of right. the things of God. That's right. We still have family devotions. I, I hope that dad is still showing up as a spiritual leader, whether that happens Saturday mornings, Sunday afternoons and the evenings. And I hope that um, we're teaching a love for God's word and a love for God, not just a knowledge which can be snatched away more readily Um, So I think that, and that's why, again, you know, to have the best curriculum and to go to the conferences and to, you know, admit that you need a guide to help you with something because there's, we shouldn't be making quick and easy assumptions. We still have to work at it.
1: Yes, that's right. Homeschooling is really hard. I mean, this is not to discourage anybody, but it's hard. It's the hardest (laughs) thing I've ever done in my life. It's the most meaningful thing that I've ever done in my life, but it just requires all that you have to give and more sometimes. And so I think to have people like you, Dr. Kathy, who are speaking into their lives and helping them with the education and the parenting piece and just reinforcing this idea that it's okay to teach character during school hours. It's okay Mm -hmm. to teach God's word during school hours. Sometimes... I, you know, when I was a young mom in homeschooling and had no, I mean, I had my college degree, but it was in economics, not in education. And mm-hmm. um, I just, I can remember Dr. Moore and there were several other people came along with educational credentials, Dr. Ruth Beechick, And it, I needed permission sometimes to do what my heart was telling me to do but I wasn't sure it was sound educationally. So, Mm. you know, I just love the fact that you validate all of these things with homeschool moms and dads. I think it's really important.
0: I appreciate that. I think that is a reason people are intrigued and and listen to me because of my Ph.D. and, you know, public school background. Um, But it's it's essential that kids know who they are and why they were created to be who they are for such a time as this. And that's most likely going to happen in a homeschool because a Mm. mom and a dad will love those kids more than anyone else and will be there 24 seven to apply the truth. You know, school is not about learning something and passing a test. School is about learning something and getting ready for life. The purpose of school is not to get you ready for more school. The purpose of school is to get you ready for life. And so when you homeschool, all the schooling happens in a mishmash mess, right? You, you are learning this vocabulary word and now you make sure to use it in creative writing and then it comes up in science again. And then it comes in, up in a current event, life application. And you just make sure that that happens. And it's just a glorious thing. And you have kids who are confident and kids who love learning. See, they got to love learning. Learning is our life. Proverbs teaches us that. So learning is our life. And do we want to continue learning? It's more likely, again, that when kids have a positive school experience, they will have a positive inclination toward learning. And that means that their life is going to be richer. Absolutely. We could talk all day. Um And it's true. I'm not making any of this up. It's absolute truth.
1: You know, um, one of the things in starting a homeschooling organization in South Carolina, and then traveling the country like you do, I've talked to a lot of college admissions personnel, and um, oh, yeah. and one of the things, two different people told me two different things. One was they've been surprised at how homeschoolers come into a college campus and take ownership of their education. They know how to use a syllabus. Mm-hmm. They don't expect to have their hand held, and um, and but the other thing this guy told me is that they have such an educational vitality and he assumes it's because they haven't been burnt out by traditional, you know, classroom structures. And, Mm -hmm. and, and the other things, um, somebody told me is Zan, if, if you had asked me 20 years ago, which kids would have their heads stuck in the sand, I would have said homeschoolers and yet they come on campus and they're leaders. And so I think what you're saying about character training really has power, Dr. Kathy, and we need to understand how powerful that is in their adult lives.
0: Yes, I would certainly support that. The earlier we start, the better. And again, we don't assume that they're just going to figure it out because we're living with them. There's some things that we can model better, and there's some things that we absolutely need to teach. I will say, since you brought up the college uh, situation, I'm totally in agreement. I've talked to a lot of Um, College personnel who say the same things, and the data suggests it. One thing that I sometimes teach about at um, homeschool conferences is uh, study strategies and thinking skills. Hmm. Because if your children are not used to studying, if they don't have tests, if you don't have them write a paper that's due in eight weeks, and they don't ever learn the process of a long term project, which is okay, except if they are college bound, and I don't think everyone should go to college, I think everyone should be college worthy, but you only go to college. If you need to and that's a whole nother probably podcast episode but um i do think that if your kids are college bound or junior college bound or tech school bound whatever that it's valuable to make sure that they know how to memorize and mm-hmm. and how to how to study and how to how to do those kinds of things so i'll just put that out there if somebody's listening who has you know the older students and they're thinking oh yeah is my kid prepared they're absolutely prepared with character and prepared with wisdom and knowledge and uh, thoughtfulness and those things that because that i think typically happens but they may feel underprepared for i'm um, asking for help knocking on a professor's door and saying i'm confused would you help me that takes real humility and courage and then the whole idea of studying and memorizing and taking notes and what do i do with the notes that i've taken so those are things that we can make sure that we introduce and they can take notes during a sermon in a, in a church and, right. and that can be part of education and you can even score it if you want to and compare your son's notes to your notes and why didn't you write down this whole chunk Were you Daydream injury in that hard Or did you feel it was irrelevant? <laughs> and get them get them to think about it.
1: And so many kids now are in co-ops, homeschool co-ops, where they mm-hmm. do learn deadlines and testing. Mm-hmm. Um I know the the videos that BJU Press does has, you know, they will have deadlines that parents can choose to use or not use, and testing that parents can choose to use and not to use. But Cat, right. Dr. Kathy, yeah. I know you wrote a book. About that. Tell us what book they could go to, um, people could go to to find out about learning strategies.
0: My book, Eight Great Smarts, is the book okay. you're probably thinking of. Okay. Yeah, okay. I couldn't remember our, one. Yeah, Eight Great Smarts, where we and our children have eight different intelligences. All of us have all eight. Um, if they're not yet awakened, you might doubt me, but the capacity is there. And so in that book, I do talk about how you can teach and how you can learn um, with all eight parts of the brain. In my book, Start with the Heart, which is a book about motivation and goal setting and consequences and character, there's a section in that book about studying and learning and different ways of memorizing. And the reason I put it in a book about motivation is sometimes parents think that their little kids aren't motivated to be successful. No, they might actually be motivated. What they don't have is the skill set that allows them to be successful. And that's a really important thing for parents to deal with.
1: So, um, so I'm assuming they can get your books on Amazon or at your website or at a conference sure, where celebrate, you're speaking.
0: Yeah. Celebratekids.com okay. and of course, Amazon and other retailers. And if I am speaking, Um, We always have an exhibit space. And of course, it would be great to meet your listeners.
1: So I want to make sure everybody knows the book. For those of you on YouTube, you can see it. For those of you listening, let me read the title one more time. Parent Differently, Raise Kids with Biblical Character That Changes Culture. And Dr. Kathy just told you where to find her at Celebrate Kids. Thank you so much for being with us today. Um, I really appreciate it. I learn every time I hear you speak, and I know that everybody enjoyed listening to you today.
0: Thanks for inviting me on and appreciate your thoughtful questions. It was a fun discussion.
1: And um, and for those of you who know me, you know you can find me at Zantyler.com or on my social media. And I uh, thank you so much for being here. Until next time, may God continue to bless your family. See you next time. Bye.